Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Happy Monday, faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast this morning with your host, Jen. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend and that you were able to enjoy these beautiful summer days. So I'd love to get to know you guys a little bit better. And one thing I want to ask you guys is, what's one of your favorite things about summer? My favorite thing about summer, I would say, is just being outdoors. I love being outdoors. I'm not a big fan of bugs, but I do enjoy being outdoors as long as there's not a ton of bugs outside. I like uh, being near my garden and stuff like that. I do enjoy cooking out and grilling out and uh, just sitting out on the front porch or the back porch and stuff like that. I love doing that in the morning or in the afternoon and just enjoying that time. But I would love to get to know you guys a little bit better and what some of your favorite things are about summer. So get a hold of me at www.p40ministries.com slash contact and let me know your name and how long you've been listening to the podcast and basically what you enjoy about summer. I'd love to get to know you guys a little bit better. But let's go ahead and read Exodus chapter 7 today verses 14 through 25. We're going to be talking about the very first plague that God brings to Egypt. I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible, but you go ahead and read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of. Go ahead and grab that cup of coffee, and let's go ahead and start reading. Yahweh said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning. Behold, he is going out to the water. You shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. You shall take the rod, which was turned to a serpent in your hand. You shall tell him, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. Behold, until now you have not listened. Yahweh says, In this you shall know that I am Yahweh. Behold, I will strike with the rod that is in my hand on the waters which are in the river, and they shall be turned to blood. The fish that are in the river will die, and the river will become foul. The Egyptians will loathe to drink the water from the river. Yahweh said to Moses, Tell Aaron, take your rod and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, over their streams, and over their pools, and over all their ponds of the water, that they may become blood. There will be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. Moses and Aaron did so as Yahweh commanded, and he lifted up the rod and struck the waters that were in the river in sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, and all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. The fish that were in the river died. The river became foul. The Egyptians couldn't drink water from the river. The blood was throughout all the land of Egypt. The magicians of Egypt did the same thing with their enchantments. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he didn't listen to them as Yahweh had spoken. Pharaoh turned and went into his house, and he didn't even take this to heart. All the Egyptians dug around the river for water to drink, for they couldn't drink the river water. Seven days were fulfilled after Yahweh had struck the river.
This is the very first uh, plague that God decides to bring to Egypt because you remember that Pharaoh's heart was hardened both by himself and by God because Pharaoh was a very stubborn man. He was very arrogant. He was very upset that the Israelites were worshiping a God. Possibly that was not him. He could have been angry about that. He could have just been angry because he hated the Israelites, extremely uh, racist against them and didn't want to get rid of his slave labor. It could have been a multitude of reasons why Pharaoh was just so stubborn. He was just extremely stubborn, very uncaring of anything that God had to say here. So in verse 14, basically God is pointing out to Moses that Pharaoh's heart is still stubborn. And this was really before God had hardened Pharaoh's heart. So Pharaoh had had multiple opportunities at this time to change his mind. And he had even already seen a few miracles by God, especially the one where the, um, where the rod became a monster of some sort, a serpent or a monster or a crocodile or something like that, because Aaron had thrown the rod on the ground when Pharaoh demanded a sign, basically. Aaron threw his rod down and the rod became some sort of crazy looking creature. And some people say that it possibly looked like a crocodile because that was um, basically the symbol of Egypt, in a sense, was the crocodile. But a lot of times the Bible just translates it as serpent. But it could have been a big serpent or a giant sea serpent or something like that. But I think the Hebrew word for it was tanin, I'm pretty sure, was the Hebrew word for whatever this creature was. And a tanin, if that's the correct word I'm thinking of, was something more than just a serpent. It could have been a sea serpent or who knows what. So anyway, Pharaoh saw that incredible miracle and (laughs) just absolutely refused to listen. And I've mentioned this several other times through the other podcasts that we've been recently talking about, but the last Pharaoh we encountered certainly would have believed that God existed and that Yahweh was there performing these miracles and everything. But this Pharaoh was just so stubborn, this current Pharaoh, that uh, he just refused to believe any of these signs and miracles. So now God points out to Moses, he's basically like, look, Pharaoh's heart is still so hard and he's not listening. He's so stubborn. That's what this translation says. Pharaoh's heart is stubborn. He refuses to let the people go no matter how many times we try to ask him or tell him to do stuff. And so now God says to Moses, he says, go to Pharaoh in the morning. He's going to go out into the water. So he's going to go take a boat ride into the Nile River. And perhaps this was a ceremonial uh, boat ride or something like that because the Egyptians practically worshipped the Nile River. And so whatever Pharaoh's doing, he's going out into the river in the morning. And so basically God tells Moses to meet the Pharaoh at the riverbank. And uh, he says, also take that rod, which turned into the serpent in your hand. Now, I don't know if that was Aaron's rod or Moses's rod, but one of the rods. And so um, God says to Moses, he says, you should tell the Pharaoh, that Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you, and he's still saying, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But you haven't listened. So God tells Moses to tell the Pharaoh all this stuff. And so it says here in verse 17 that Yahweh continues talking to Moses, and he says that in these miracles, Pharaoh, you're going to know that I am Yahweh. And he says, I am going to strike the waters with the rod that is in my hand. And that's what uh, God is telling Moses to say to Pharaoh. I will strike the waters that with the rod that's in my hand and everything that's in the river is going to be turned to blood. Can you imagine that? 
and the fish that are in the river will die and the river will become foul. Now, other versions of the Bible say that the river will be stinky. Basically, it's going to stink like something terrible, like something dead. And of course, that would be the case because first off, all the fish are going to die. And uh, I can't imagine that that much blood has a pleasant smell. So the rivers are all going to be turned to blood. And actually, there's something called the Eperwer Papyrus that is now being held in um, a Dutch museum that talks about some of the... It's an ancient piece of literature from... Uh, Egypt that basically talks about some of the events in Exodus. And one of the events in Exodus that this papyrus uh, piece of paper actually mentions is the turning of the water into blood. There's a lot of things that correlate in this Eberer papyrus with this entire statement in Exodus about the turning of the water into blood and some of the different things that happened to Egypt during this time period. There's a lot of correlations from this historical piece of paper that somebody wrote and the Bible. So if you guys want to look that up, you can. It's called the Eperwer Papyrus. And I had to look up how to say that because I really wanted to call it the Epuar Papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not right. But anyway, um, let's see where I left off here. So basically, everything in those waters were going to die because this Pharaoh was refusing to not be stubborn. He was not thinking about the people of Egypt. He was only thinking about himself and his own uh personal hatred towards the Israelites and stuff like that. So Moses and Aaron do exactly everything that they were told to do by God. And it says that uh, Pharaoh was in fact on the river the next morning and Moses and Aaron went out to meet him and they're standing in the riverbank of the Nile River. And so Moses does everything that Yahweh says and Aaron tells the Pharaoh everything that God was about to say. And uh, it says that he lifted up the rod, either Moses or Aaron, and it says that he struck the waters that were in the river in the sight of Pharaoh and then the sight of his servants. So everybody saw Moses do this. Everybody saw Moses take the staff and strike the waters with it. So he slammed it down into the river waters and immediately blood started basically taking over the rivers. It started immediately turning to blood. And it says that the fish started dying because, you know, the fish can't breathe blood. And so the, the fish started dying and the river became foul. And the Egyptians couldn't drink the water from the river. And it says that the blood was throughout all the land of Egypt. So not only was the Nile River affected, but it actually says here in verse 19 that everything was affected. Ponds and little streams and even water that was within people's homes in buckets and pitchers and uh, stone vessels and stuff like that. Every single bit of water that was in Egyptian homes became this disgusting, uh, horrible blood that people could not drink. And it says here in verse 22 that Pharaoh sought and he had his magicians of Egypt do the same exact thing. So it says that the magicians of Egypt did the same thing with their enchantments. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he didn't listen to them as Yahweh had spoken. So he believed that they were just doing magic like his own people could do. And maybe his own magicians possibly didn't actually reproduce blood, but reproduce something that was um, fake. I, I don't know. But, but even so... 
these magicians, like I kind of said earlier in the last podcast episode, were possibly uh, doing this over a, a certain demonic power and not with the power of God, or they were producing a fake imitation. But one way or the other, Pharaoh saw his own magicians doing the same thing, and he became super duper stubborn. And it says that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And I don't know if Pharaoh did that himself at this point or if God did that. But one way or the other, Pharaoh chose not to listen to Aaron or to Moses. And it says here in verse 23 that Pharaoh goes home and he doesn't think about it again. He doesn't even care. He doesn't care that his entire nation, all the people that are in his nation have no water to drink. He doesn't care about any of it. It says that he didn't even take it to heart is what it says here in verse 23. What kind of a Pharaoh or a leader of a country does that? I mean, this man was sociopathic in a sense. This man was was not in his right mind that a leader of a country could care that little about all of his people in in that entire country and stuff like that. And that's how that's who this Pharaoh was. This is who Moses and Aaron were dealing with, a man that had no care for anybody, for anybody other than himself and his own personal vendetta or personal hatred towards uh, other people or personal arrogance. This was the kind of man that Pharaoh was, that he didn't even give another thought about the people of his country and what they were going to drink. What kind of a leader is that? That is not a good leader, that is for sure. So it says here that Pharaoh went into his house, didn't take, didn't even take this to heart. And now the Egyptians were stuck digging around the Nile River for clean water because they didn't have any clean water. So the Egyptians are digging around the river for water to drink for they couldn't drink the river water. I mean, you can't drink blood. It would make you sick. You can't drink that. So fortunately, the Egyptians did have water because they were able to dig around the Nile River for clean water. And God didn't fully 100% kill off the Egyptians just by not allowing them to have water. They did have access to clean, fresh water. But it says here that uh, they couldn't drink the river water. And it says seven days were passed at this point after Yahweh had struck the river. So I don't know if the river went back to normal. It doesn't exactly say, but I don't know if that's implied here that the river did turn back to normal river water after seven days, but still seven days without water, like a a traditional water source, that would be really hard. You know, that'd be a huge upheaval for the Egyptian peoples to have to go and uh, dig around the Nile River and get fresh water from, from the river in a completely different way. It, it probably upheaved them completely. But it says here that seven days passed and uh, after Yahweh had struck the river. So not only did um, God possibly turn the river back to normal after seven days, but he gave this Pharaoh seven days to think about this. Seven whole days to think about this miracle that God had performed. You know, his magicians probably did nothing like this. Yes, they were able to turn maybe a small uh, pot of water from whatever the Egyptians dug on the side. Maybe they were able to turn a small batch of that into blood or, um, or something that looked or imitated blood. But <laughs> no way were they able to turn the entire river, the entire Nile River with how long that river is and every single pond and bucket of water in every single household into blood. No way. <laughs> no way could they have possibly done that. They either had a very cheap imitation or a very small imitation of this 
huge and crazy wonder that God had just performed. These magicians couldn't come anywhere close to that. But Pharaoh was choosing in his heart to harden it. He was choosing to be stubborn and not recognize God for God. He was choosing not to do that, but yet God still gave him seven whole days after this plague to come to terms with it, to think about it, to decide to change his heart, to choose to let the people go, but he did not do it. So we will learn more about the next plagues on Wednesday. So join me on Wednesday at 6 a.m. to discuss more about Exodus. We will be on Exodus chapter 8 at that point and uh, discuss more about that. And tomorrow, join me at 6 a.m. as well for an episode out of the New Testament. And we, are, we will be discussing more about uh, Jesus's journey to the cross and how he is arrested and stuff like that. So it's definitely going to be an interesting couple of days for sure in the Bible as we talk about these crazy plagues and also Jesus's uh, betrayal and crucifixion on the cross. So friends and faithful listeners, if you liked this episode, please rate it five stars and write a review for the P40 Ministries podcast, if you would, on either Audible or Apple Podcasts, and also share it on your social media platforms. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy listening and God bless.